0: Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Bill and I were so blessed recently to have a conversation with Rich Birch from his Unseminary podcast rich had read journey the soul and he wanted to talk to us about emotional and spiritual growth for church leaders and so it was just a great conversation and we are so excited now to share it with you on soul talks
1: so glad that you have tuned in i am super excited to have bill and christy Galtier with us today these are fantastic new friends of mine from an organization called soul shepherding super excited to have uh, bill and christy with us today welcome so glad you're here
2: Hey, Rich, thanks for having us on on Seminary Podcast. Very fun. Oh, we so love
0: what you're doing in this podcast, and it is our honor just to join you and your listeners today.
2: We share a oh, lot in you. common with uh, pastors, so yeah. Yes, nice. Well, Christy, why don't
1: we start with you kind of describing soul shepherding. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, how you help people. Give us a sense of, uh, of that.
0: God called Bill and I. Early on Mm -hmm. in college to study psychology together with, Mm -hmm. with really a call to ministry to understand people, the soul, and to understand how to help people really grow in their understanding and experience of God to be whole, healthy, and holy. And, you know, back when we were in undergraduate school 30 years ago, there really wasn't a way to study the soul other than theology Mm -hmm. or -hmm. psychology. And now there's right. this whole area of spiritual formation, which has been such a, a gift to the church. And we also have continued our studies in that. So we, while we have our doctorates in clinical psychology, we also are spiritual directors, and we also serve kind of as pastors to pastors and leaders through our ministry of soul shepherding.
1: Nice. It's. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think after the year that we've had, uh, I think you you particularly, uh, I think could be really helpful for leaders who are, are listening in today, for sure. Bill, you obviously interact with, with people, you both interact with people all across the country. But when you're thinking about um, some of the issues that leaders are facing, particularly in this season, what are those things that that bubble to the surface, Bill? What are those things that you think like, hmm, here's things that I, I keep hearing or we keep running into as we, we talk with friends across the country?
2: Yeah, as we talk with pastors and church leaders, uh, they're telling us that the sacrifices of ministry have just gone way up in this pandemic mm-hmm. year and mm-hmm. the rewards have gone way down. Mm. and that's not a good combination and so there's just a lot of pastors that are weary uh tired in their soul and um some cases running on fumes uh near burned out or 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 burned out and they're they're post they've postponed a lot of stuff that they would have done uh with retreats and even vacations and uh conferences and uh, sabbaticals there's a like a backlog of sabbaticals and that's one of the things that we do in our ministry is provide sabbatical coaching for pastors and church leaders. Hmm.
1: Christy, it seems like somewhere along the line in, in the ministry world particularly, it's like we valued burnt out leaders it's like we, we we like valued people who we would never say it like that but like yeah. we valued leaders who were like one percent below being burnt out it was like you run it to the red line just don't cross over the line why do you think that is what why is it that um, it seems to be this epidemic of um, you know tired exhausted uh, leaders why, why is that out there
0: Well, you know, it's not all bad. I've heard pastors very sincerely say, man, I want to burn out for Jesus. You know, there's a sense in which they want to give their all. They want to really be on fire. It's exciting and great work that God has called us to in ministry. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. exciting, so good, so worth giving our all and sacrificing for that. But what we're not realizing is it won't be sustainable.
1: Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, so Bill, as you're engaging with leaders, how are you helping guide them to a more sustainable approach? As you know, there's leaders that are listening in that might feel like, Hey, this, maybe they, like you say, put off a sabbatical, put off time off this year. And they're, they're thinking about, Hey, how do I, how do I kind of develop the next step of this journey in a more sustainable way? What does that look like?
2: Well, we foster uh, soul care and intimacy with Jesus for pastors and other leaders. And so, You know, we do that in a variety of ways uh, through our resources, of course, uh, conversations of spiritual direction with um, empathy and prayerfulness, and just guiding someone in in their life and living into their relationship with God and their other relationships in ways that are are filling them up because we Mm. is. Ministry leaders, uh, church leaders, we've got so much outflow. We're, we're, the cause of the gospel is, is so great, as Christy is saying, that the needs of the church, the needs of the people, are so compelling that we, we give our all, and that that's a very good thing. But if if our our inflows don't match our outflows, we got a problem. And mm-hmm. so we've we've got to nourish that that inner flow of the spirit. And you know, I think a lot of us as pastors, and uh, you know, we, we sort of. We sort of think in terms of I ought to be able to do this myself. I've been through seminary. I've had this training, or I have this call and these gifts, and you know I've been been leading the church these years. And we, we get prone to rely on our abilities and our gifts too much, and it becomes sort of a, a professional thing that we're doing, and uh, we lose touch with our, our own needs because the needs of others are are so all consuming, and it, it happens slowly. You know, just a little bit of time, like boiling that frog in water, and you know, and then before we know it, we're, we're dried up. And then you throw in something like a pandemic, and you know, if if you're a leader and you're you already uh, stressed or tired, and then the last year that we've had, what you know, we're hearing is just put a lot of people over the edge, mm-hmm. and our our whole world in a way is is at the wall and certainly the the church world in america you know we're not meeting together and all all of Mm -hmm. that or now we're beginning to in some ways but so many stress points around the issues of uh of injustice and the disagreements politically and you know mask no mask meet don't meet and and pastors are in the middle of those conflicts and in Pastors, uh, a lot of them are, you know, they're peacemakers. They're they're people mm. of the heart, and and they're they're relationally gifted. And to be caught in the middle of these conflicts and having to be, be so careful about what they say, for fear that it divides their church, and meanwhile. Let's not forget that while we're doing all this, we're adapting to new technologies and new ways of doing ministry. So these are just some of the examples of why that that stress level is like is so up and there's the sacrifices we're making it as, as leaders are so up and the rewards mm. are so down. Mm.
1: So Christy, when you so some people may not be familiar with spiritual direction or they've heard that word and they're like I'm not entirely sure what that means, um, or like, or it's like, is that like a what is that? That seems like a strange thing. Or I've heard a little bit about that. When someone asks you, "What is spiritual direction?" Uh, how do you answer that? And how is that kind of as a part of your practice, a part of how you're uh, helping leaders out there?
0: Spiritual direction is really just a context of meeting with someone who is trained to really listen to. The Lord, the Holy Spirit is actually a spiritual director, not the person. The person that calls himself the spiritual director and has learned to listen and hold space and invite somebody else into God's presence and to listen together to what God is saying and what he's doing in the life of the person who's coming for spiritual direction. Mm. It can be something that can help someone really w- work through a healthier rhythm of life of this inflow outflow that Bill talked about with spiritual disciplines and adjusting their spiritual disciplines to something that is sustainable for them and life giving for them. And that changes over time. Mm. It can be a safe space for somebody to be able to get really honest with God and themselves and another person where they're not going to be judged or controlled or there isn't going to be a big fallout for them that can be really important, especially for a leader. We don't have very many safe places.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Bill, when you're engaging with someone um, who maybe comes and says, hey, the kind of sticking with the conversation, we've been having this kind of frazzled leader who's maybe come to the, the end of themselves uh, this year, um, how do you help them? What kind of, how are you helping guide them through those that early conversation of even identifying where they are and what some of those initial first steps should be? What does that, what does that look like? How do they, how do we help people identify, you know, kind of what they should be doing or what some initial steps could
2: be uh, towards, uh, you know, a more holistic approach to to life and to ministry? Yeah, we have a model that we use for how we listen and guide people. So whether it's in the spiritual direction or it's in our, our institute trainings and retreats that we lead or going into churches and and training church staff and, uh, lay leaders. Uh, we are working with, what we call the Christ model. And so it's six stages of faith and we're using Christ as the acronym because Jesus defines the journey of our life. He, he, he sets the model for us. And, uh, uh, the best news is not only is he set the example for us, but he actually helps us reach Mm. the goal. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, by his grace, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, Jesus is changing us. So we guide people through these Christ stages uh, mm-hmm. and uh, confidence in Christ and help in discipleship, responsibilities in ministry, probably hitting the wall after some years uh, and responsibilities in ministry, and then the inner journey and spirit-led ministry and transforming union.
1: Mm. Love that! I've been. I'm furiously writing notes here. This is so so good. Um, in in a couple of those er, early f- stages, can you pull apart? I don't know. Pick your favorite. Um, what, you know, what, what would you like to kind of pull apart to help us understand a little bit more when you think about these six stages of faith?
2: Well, what happens is that um, you know, in our churches, we're we're pretty good at helping people in those first three stages of confidence mm-hmm. in Christ. That's the C stage. Mm-hmm and then help in discipleship the h stage and mm-hmm. responsibilities in ministry the r stage. And so our churches are really good at helping people come to faith in Jesus and be born again, cross over the line and and mm-hmm. begin a relationship with God, learn about the Christian life and and moving in in helping discipleship with learning the doctrines, learning to get into scripture, getting a small group and learning different spiritual practices to grow spiritually. And then in the our stage of responsibilities and ministry, discovering your spiritual gifts and how you can make a difference in the lives of other people, getting more involved in the church as a helper, reaching out to the community, going on mission trips, even you know everybody has a gift, everybody has a call, and and let us equip you and empower you. Let's do it together, you know, here at the church. And so we're Mm. we're constantly bringing people through these stages. What. What is harder for us in the church world, and, and a lot of this is just because of how we think today and, and the pace of life mm-hmm. today and the expectations that are on pastors and sort of, a, kind of the, the consumer mentality and the, the need for great efficiencies and programs and systems, that we have a lot more difficulty with the second half of the Christ journey. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the dividing uh, transition point is the wall. Which usually happens in the middle, and so in our model, you might hit the wall at any stage, or even before coming to Christ. But the the most common place, and, and you might hit the wall more than once, but mm-hmm. is in after some years in the R stage. And what's happened mm-hmm. in this pandemic is that our, our whole culture is at the wall, and, and mm-hmm. whole churches are at the wall, and mm-hmm. uh, pastors are bringing us into. Care for and train their staff, and then their small group leaders, and, and then their church, which is the right order. You want to you want to start at the top, and let's <laughs> let's let's pray, let, let's let's learn together, let's be a community, and, and see what God's saying to us, and then bring it bring it down to the other other leaders, and ultimately to the whole church. Because there's just been so much exhaustion at, at the, this wall, and so mm. we when we talk about the wall. And there's a lot that we could unpack there. But the gist of it is, you know, we all have trials in all the different stages, and we talk about that in our model. But at, at the wall, the trial becomes a place of stuckness, where our, our discipleship is stalling. Mm-hmm. We're, we're spiritually dry, and it's not just, you know, a day or, or, or like a season. It just feels like it's like unending. and Or we've got faith questions that aren't being answered, and, and we, can't, we can't make sense of that. And so we, we help uh, people make sense of what's happening at that wall and to see that one of the key things that's happening in, in the trajectory of the Christ stages is that the Holy Spirit is drawing us towards the I stage of the inner journey. And this is, this is a, a stage or a phase of, of deep reflection and growing self-awareness and a stage mm-hmm. where we, we need a, a lot more than some of the, the traditional spiritual disciplines. And that's one of the big takeaways in our journey of the soul model: is that at different stages there are different needs and different challenges, and different soul care practice, different spiritual disciplines that are likely to be most helpful. So now we, we can personalize the discipleship process, uh, not only for ourselves as leaders, but for all the people that we're ministering to. And so the I stage is a great example of this because the the, the disciplines aren't as much about like Bible reading or getting out and serving. Uh, or even you know, worshiping in church, and th- or even just uh, applying the scripture to our life in a small group. All those things might be helpful. But at the wall stage, there's a big change in that. Well, now I need to slow down the activities because mm. we're like in a potential mayday here, where some mm. people like leave the church or uh, mm. uh, give up on their faith. Because mm-hmm. they, they get so threatened and so stuck and so disenchanted there. So we, we've really got to go with the questions that are being asked and join the Holy Spirit in providing empathy there. And that's what a spiritual director, so we have a team of spiritual directors that help with this, but that's what a spiritual director can do for a pastor or a leader is to really come alongside and, and listen, listen to God, as Christy was saying, and listen to the the person, what, what, what they're feeling and, and make, make sense out of that to begin to work that through and now this is doing that inner journey work that cultivates a greater intimacy with God, which then in turn in in, in god 's time and by god 's grace can lead us into the later s and t stages
1: hmm. that 's fascinating love that that 's a great uh, great explanation christy when when you 've encountered leaders who um maybe they're they 're with you like listen yes, I have definitely hit the wall <laughs> but um i 'm resistant to the inner journey i 'm like for whatever reason it 's either I, you know, we associate that as like, it's pushing in the wrong direction or for some, some reason, how do you engage with someone and say, Hey, no, as a, as a Christ follower, as a person who's serving in a church, um, it's important for us to take that inner journey to, to really slow down and to listen, Hey, what, what are, um, what's God saying to you? And what are you saying to yourself? What's the internal dialogue that you're, you're having with yourself? What, what do you say to a leader who might be resistant to that, uh, uh that idea at this phase?
0: Yeah, there's two things that really get us over that wall and into the inner journey. One of Mm. them is pain is just going to get so bad, it's going to finally push us. Mm. Or the other is vision can pull us. And so Mm. as we start to give them this vision for how God is actually with them in this desolation at the wall, Mm. and that actually the desolation is a consolation. It's an act of His grace because He has Mm. so much more for you Mm. if you will press in. We have a symbol for each of these stages we use, and the symbol for the inner journey is a shovel, because Mm. it's like we are letting the Lord, we're joining the Lord, we're putting our hand on that shovel, and we're going to let Him kind of dig down deep and and uncover some things in our soul that are sick and kind of discover under the soil some things we've been repressing, finding and freeing us from some parasitic wounds, and letting His grace and His love and His his healing touch come there so that then in our ministry, we become empowered as, as a wounded healer mm. and we let him uproot some weeds that are there. Some of these weeds we get attached to, we like them. They, hmm. they produce flowers. They're big. They're kind of showy. They, they look like a lot of quick growth, but God wants to plant something there. That's going to be incredibly fruitful for his kingdom, but it's painful sometimes to dislodge some of this stuff and we get defensive. Mm -hmm. So by giving them some of a vision of this, and also by helping them take a few little steps of getting more emotionally honest with God and themselves, Mm -hmm. that also helps them because they realize how much then that they are defended and how much of their false self they're depending on. And they start to get more of a, a an experience of the weariness and the energy that that's taking mm. and also giving them space and permission to be honest about some of their doubts or even just how their Christian life has become duty or mm. how apathetic they are kind of, well, I guess this is all there is really to serving God.
1: Right. Yeah. I love, I, I love that. So good. And you know, there's that weird paradox um, that sometimes as leaders, we, I think we propagate, which is we believe that God loves us for who we are, that we don't have to do anything to, to gain his, his love and credit. Uh, But then what happens is we work really hard (laughs) and we like, and, and there, and that can get really blurry in our heads. It can get, and even blurry in how we lead other people. That we think somehow if we just keep going, keep doing things, uh, and that somehow we will earn God's love more, we'll, we'll somehow through those works end up uh, gaining more favor from him, which just is not true. Uh, but that can be really difficult. Why, you know, Bill, why do you think that's so difficult for so many leaders to get their head around that reality and to walk in that, to actually live uh, out of that that place?
2: Well, I think, uh, Rich, you know, we, we get a theology of grace, of course, and and are uh, we're, we're students of the Word, and um, a lot of us have been through seminary or, or Bible training, and so we, we we learn to think carefully about uh, the Christian life, and that's so important. But it's not the whole thing, and so mm. what happens is we we get a sanctification gap. We get a gap between what we know intellectually, what we believe, our our doctrines, what we profess, uh, even what we've given our life to and in, in our work, but the gap between that and how we're actually living how we're operating, uh, the habits that we have. And so we we can believe and teach about God's grace, but not so much be living into that in terms of our own dependencies and patterns of uh, self-care or uh, letting God care for us and our, our own um, just operating procedures for how we deal with stress and deal with work and deal with relationships and situations Getting, getting grace worked into the nooks and crannies of all that is, is the real uh, opportunity of spiritual formation and discipleship. We Sometimes we think we should be able to do it, you know, me and my Bible or me and my prayers. Yes, and so and I mean, God is all powerful, so that that's great. But my faith is not. And so my faith needs the support of a, a Christ ambassador, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.20 We read that verse and we always apply it to, okay, I'm Christ's ambassador to others and and that's intended, but we need to flip it around and say, okay, well, sometimes I need Christ's ambassador, not only to come to faith in Jesus, but to grow in my faith. And Mm -hmm. and to live out this life of grace. And so that keeps us honest. Our our relationships Mm -hmm. or talking with a spiritual director or a a mentor, a soul friend, it keeps us honest with what's really going on in in our life and in our emotions and our relationship with God so that we can begin to integrate it and and close the sanctification gap.
1: Oh, I love that. I love... uh... You know, there's the, the Anabaptist idea, theology of community hermeneutic, which I think is just such a powerful idea that we, we understand scripture and our spiritual growth is intrinsically tied to other believers and that we have to, uh, grow in our faith in connection with others. And which doesn't sound like such a radical idea, but, but it is because so much spirituality out there does seem to portray this idea of like you on a hill somewhere lonely that you can grow. And that actually, um, you know, that, that idea would say that's actually not true. You know, we need the body of Christ. We need others in this case, uh, you know, spiritual directors is a piece of that equation for sure. Well, Christy, so you and Bill wrote a book together, which is amazing. That's a journey in and of itself, uh, you know, writing together Uh, this, this book, we want to make sure people know about it. It's called journey of the soul, a practical guide, to emotional and spiritual growth. Uh, Christy, tell us why you decided to uh, to put the time, effort, energy, work, blood, sweat, tears, uh, into uh, getting these ideas down into a book form. What, what kind of drove that for you guys?
0: Well, it really was a sacrifice of love because mm. we really wanted other people to benefit from all mm-hmm. God's given us through mm-hmm. our studies in psychology, through the over 70,000 hours of being in the pool of pain with people, listening to Mm -hmm. them and understanding and journeying with them, reflecting and learning through our own, journey, the the ups and downs and and hitting the wall ourselves, and pressing in through deeper growth and and healing and freedom and learning the joy of spirit-led ministry and greater intimacy with Jesus and the fruitfulness of ministry that's sustainable. We wanted that for the church. And also, God really gave me a vision that He would use this book to help us to understand these different stages that people in our church are in and our family. And as we understand them, we can have a greater empathy for each Mm. other instead of Mm. the judgment that we so quickly and easily go to. When somebody is in a different stage of life, we can tend to feel uncomfortable with the differences and judge that. And so we wanted this as a model that would be really healing to the church of understanding this developmental model and also understanding that God is working in us as emotional beings as well as spiritual beings and that that growth is catalytic together.
1: So good. Um, Bill, as I was, uh, you know, familiarizing myself with the book a little bit, I was struck that this, although would be a great individual read, uh, I really do think it could be great in community, small group, maybe as a church, that sort of thing. Um, How were you picturing this book could be could be helpful in a local church. Uh, what what was kind of the the profile of the the community that kept coming back to mind, or maybe one you know multiple profiles of how you could see this book being a helpful resource in churches?
2: Yeah, well, our favorite thing to do is to spend time with the church staff, uh, the pastors, uh, others on staff, and to train them in Journey of the Soul, and to uh, teach them the model, and uh, listen to their questions, and do some scripture meditation, and Quiet prayer together, and do some soul talk together, and care for their souls, and help them experience the journey of the soul, and experience the Christ stages, and locate well, what's their current home stage. Where where are they? Where are they on this model, which is a, a cyclical model? It's not a not a linear model. We we move back and forth, and. At any stage, we can be healthy or unhealthy. We can be more loving to God and others or or less so. And so learning this model, applying it to my life, and then coming together within that for for strength of community and for strength of of our mission. And then from there to bring that into the small group leaders and the small groups. And so we help pastors Mm -hmm. Create, uh, make it real simple for them. They go to journeythesoul.org, and we've got all these resources related to the book. There's a leader guide that we wrote. There are f- free videos. There's uh, a Playlists of worship songs with thirty songs for each of the stages to, to learn them in a fun way, and and then because our contemporary Christian artists are amazing with their their uh, wisdom and their and their their poetry to without even having read the book, they intuitively and so many of the songs they're able to cohesively speak to these different stages because what we've uncovered and put language to is what's been in some of our psychological and spiritual models for for decades and even some cases centuries. And we just put it all together, most especially with Mm. the scripture and and the very life of Jesus himself to articulate these stages in ways that are simple and engaging. And as Christy said, celebrating it for all the people in the church. So, So we love it when we can bring the book to the the pastor's people, ultimately the whole church, so that now the, the, the leadership of the church can begin to think through, okay, how are we doing discipleship? in our church? And how would it be helpful to us to learn this Christ model and to do our programming around that so that we don't lose people in the later stages and so we don't have this divisive conflict between the more maybe basic, simple-minded thinking that might go with the earlier stages and then the more uh, integrative, paradoxical, mature thinking that goes with the later stages and understanding those differences and those different languages and the different feelings to help people learn how to talk to each other with empathy and with respect and celebrating the goodness of each of those stages and yet learning that well in any stage there can be slipping away from Jesus and out of health and we want to be aware of that that roadblock and what's the special ministry of God's grace at that stage and so as you learn the model it really affects your thinking about how to help the people in your church grow as disciples of Jesus
1: yeah it's so good I, you know one of the things that we we know is just true Kind of post pandemic or as we're kind of coming out of this, whatever the phase we're in it's hard to even know what what yeah. phase we find ourselves in these days, but one of the things that's just true statistically is we know that there's about twenty percent of people who called themselves church going Christians in March 2020 um, who today aren't attending anywhere they're not online they're not connected at all and you know part of what struck me as I went through this it was like hmm I wonder if if this could really help us as we think about a more holistic, broader view of ministry that, that could actually end up helping us as we try to think about how we can serve, um, you know, people that are in a whole bunch of different phases in their relationship with Jesus. If actually a part of the reason why we've seen some of that um, kind of departure from the church is because maybe we haven't been um, really living out or displaying or, or effectively communicating a kind of broad ministry, and so I, th- I think this would really be a great book for people to pick up to help wrestle through to think about some of those, uh, you know, some of those issues. Christy, where can people uh, pick this book up? Where where do we want them to go if they're looking for, you know, for them or for maybe a case of ten for leaders at their church? Where do we want to send them to pick those up?
0: Journey of the Soul is where you want to go and a journey of the soul. There's also sermon outlines. There's everything for your church. If you wanted to bring this to your church and also just for you individually as well. So mm-hmm. the journey of the soul.
1: Perfect. That's great. And that's
2: that.com or.org. Dot org, .org. Or do- journey of the soul.org. Perfect. Great. Well, this it's is available this is wherever friends- books are sold, obviously. Yes. So the, yeah. The book and wherever. The guide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's great. And it really is. If you go to the the website, journey of the soul.org, I was, uh, blown away by how many other resources as an author, um, you know, you've done a lot of work in putting this book together, but then everything else that you've put around it is, it's amazing. And so thank you for that. What a gift to uh, to churches. And again, I would encourage you, dear listeners, to uh, check that
2: out. We Bill, wanted to make it else? fun for the, the, the pastors and the people. So like there's even soul yeah. talk cards on there, like a deck of playing cards. And each right. card has a Bible verse on it and a soul talk question. And it's really graphically designed in an appealing way because we really wanted to write this book for the pastor's people so that the pastor not only had soul care for himself or herself, but for the people, a, a language to talk to them in and in a way to reach them.
0: And we love the church. Love so definitely bulk discounts are available.
2: Sure. Great. Good stuff.
1: Bill, anything else you'd like to say just as we, uh, as we wrap up?
2: Well, you know, it's just it's so fun to join with you, Rich, and just talk right to the the pastors and the leaders because you you're the hope of the world, you're the hope of your city. And the most important thing happening in your city is what you are about in your church. Do you know that Journey of the Soul was number one on Amazon for 30 days among Christian Counseling new releases? So we have a leader guide to go with Journey of the Soul that helps with leading a small group or going through the book with a friend or just getting some deeper insights from the book. And then we also have Soul Talk cards that go through each of the Christ stages with Bible verses and Soul Talk questions. We also have free videos on there to help you with your... Uh, leading a small group uh, or going deeper into the material. We also have uh, sermon notes if you're a pastor or a Bible study teacher. Uh, So you'll find all those resources on journeyofthesoul.org it's been so fun to hear from so many of you who have read journey of the soul the book or the leader guide and uh, shared your thoughts with us your experiences with us thank you so much and just want to encourage you to go on Amazon and leave a star rating it just takes literally seconds but it helps so many people to find the book and find the leader guide if you just uh, jump on there for for each of those products and uh, just leave a quick star rating and the bonuses if you want to leave a review a short comment on how the book has helped you. Uh, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much for following Jesus with us and just letting us know about your experiences, your, your questions. Uh, it's so fun, especially on the journey of the soul. We've put so much into that book and so really appreciate your partnership with us in it.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.